Welcome to Grace Baptist Church Podcast, where together we are growing in grace and the knowledge of Christ. We don't know all the answers, but we know the one who does. Let's go live to the Grace Baptist Studio in Winchester, Kentucky, with your host, Kurt Corcoran. Welcome to episode two of the Grace Baptist Church podcast. We are coming to you from our church located in Winchester, Kentucky. Uh, wherever you are joining in from, welcome. Uh, I'm joined by my co-host, Pat Finley, who is our senior pastor here at Grace. And the goal of this podcast is this, to bring monthly content to help facilitate spiritual growth in the congregation of Grace Baptist Church and Jesus followers all around the world. But more importantly, at the end of all of our conversations, the ultimate goal uh, of this podcast is this, is to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So a couple things before we get into today's episode is where you can find us. We are on Spotify Podcasts, we are on Apple Podcasts, and you can also watch this conversation happen on our YouTube, which is Grace Baptist Church, Winchester, Kentucky. Uh, Make sure to share this episode on your socials and to send it to some people you uh, may think that would uh, find this interesting, uh, the origin story of grace. Uh, we teased you last time in our pilot episode about what's to come in 2022, uh, the origin story of grace. Well, today we dive into a two-part conversation highlighting the origin story of grace. Everyone and everything has a story, and today we're going to dive into that. I'm excited because I have been here now for four years, so I know very little about the origin story of grace only, but about what you talk about and and, and what I've uh, heard from others. But I know our people and our congregation are excited to hear. So let's get into this. And today, kind of our, our first topic at hand is this. And I know many people uh, may have wondered this because you think, why, why do people come to Winchester? Maybe people are born around Winchester. Maybe people are born in Winchester. Maybe people come from here uh, for jobs. Uh, but more importantly, Grace Baptist Church, why Winchester? Well, that's a, uh, a long story, but we're going to make a long story very brief and short. Uh, Pam and I were on staff. We graduated from college in Springfield, Missouri. Uh, we went to serve on staff as a student pastor and an associate pastor in South Alabama, a little town called Saraland. And uh, we knew when we went there, and, and God knows my heart, we never viewed ministry, any aspect or, 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 or any place where we served as a stepping stone to the next level or mm. next task. Uh, we believe that God had led us to Shelton Beach Road Baptist Church in Saraland, Alabama, but we knew that probably wasn't long-term. And we shared that with our pastor before he even hired us, uh, that uh, we felt like we'd like to, uh, to learn and grow and serve, and, uh, but at some point, God had laid on our heart to be a church planter. Mm. Uh, I tell people today um, that need, that uh, desire has been met. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and my wife tells me if I ever get uh, the hankering to do that again, it's another life, another wife. But, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, and there's been a lot of joys. Don't misunderstand yeah. that. But, but nonetheless, long story short, we were in, in Alabama, and actually a pastor approached me uh, about some churches that were looking for pastors, and then they began to invite Pam and I to come and look at some cities in the state of Mississippi, which we did, uh, to consider planting a church, and they'd even raise some support for us, but it just wasn't the timing, and, and, and God just just did not give us peace about any of it, and uh, we got a little frustrated, uh, but actually we had come to 
northern Kentucky to visit my parents on vacation, and that's when we drove through Winchester. Mm-hmm. And I can't really tell you what there was about Winchester that it it just was something that that would not go away. And and we began to pray about Winchester and. Um, it wasn't until we said, okay, God, if that's what you want, that we had peace about that. And so we had peace, um, and then that's kind of what began our journey, sat down with our pastor, explained what God was doing in our life. And then in February of 92, we loaded up a U-Haul truck and moved to Winchester, not knowing a blessed soul. Wow. <laughs> and uh, you know, not to make you feel old, but I wasn't even born in 92. Thank you. I was, Thank uh, you. <laughs> it was uh, three years later I would come into the world. I was but, only 12 in 1992 when we came here to start. Yeah, yeah, okay. of course. <laughs> uh, so you kind of already hit on how you raised funds. And uh, so who sent you out? Was it Shelton Beach? Shelton Beach sent us out. And one of the things that uh, Brother Shockley allowed me to do was for a few months there, when we knew we were coming, we had about six months, five or six months. He allowed me to go out and to visit churches. And we actually, like a missionary, uh, we took some pictures and put a presentation together about Winchester and what God had called us to do, and we raised support from churches like that. And uh, the Kentucky BBF supported us as well. But really what was, uh, as far as getting here and being able to go at it full guns, you know, once you got here, uh, we had several churches that supported us, some of them for as short as six months, uh, which we're thankful for everything, but usually you can't get a whole lot accomplished in six months. Yeah. Uh, but we had five churches, five churches that committed to staying with us for five years. Wow. And that was really big. And they gave us some special offerings here and there. Um, our sending church, Shelton Beach Road Baptist Church in Alabama, Hallmark Baptist Church in Fort Worth, Texas, Grace Baptist in Middletown, Ohio, uh, Unity Baptist Church in Flemingsburg. My dad was pastoring there. They didn't have a choice. Mom made them support us. <laughs> and then a really key church uh, here in Kentucky that, that played a real big part in, in the planting of Grace Baptist was Oak Hill Baptist Church in Somerset. Mm, yeah. that's uh, I didn't know half that, so that's that's really interesting. So where was the first location of Grace Baptist Church? Well, at that time, uh, when we moved into town as a brand-new school, it was known as Clark Middle School. That's Baker Intermediate, I think, today. We met there for our very first service, and, man, it was an ideal setup. There was an atrium, and it was a tiered, and you could set the chairs out. We could use the cafeteria for a class. Way down hallways, we could circle up from chairs and, and, and use a class. We had a room we could use for for uh, a nursery we had a piano on wheels that we could bring out so it just made for a really nice church yeah. the the acoustics were good everything was really well but there was a principal there and i thought i'd have to go before the school board it was the principal's decision uh he said we could meet there for the first sunday only which was easter of 92 and then we'd have to find somewhere permanent so we had lined up the holiday inn which no longer exists we do have an holiday inn express but not that one there was a holiday inn that let us meet there and we met there for five months well a new principal uh was um secured at the middle school where we wanted to meet so i went to see mr young connor young and uh, explained to him who i was what we were doing what we'd like to do and he said that he'd be more than happy we just had to pay our 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 rent money monthly or i'm sorry weekly because somebody he had done that with at another school had left owing a lot of money but Mm. eventually he changed that to monthly but but nonetheless that's when we started meeting at clark middle school and we met there for a couple of years yeah 
Wow. It's truly incredible to see all that God has done and all that has yet to be done through the people of Grace Baptist Church in Winchester. And it's amazing to see kind of where God has taken uh, that burden that uh, he put on you and Pam's heart and and the vision uh, he gave you so long ago and now to see where it's at now. And also, uh, Grace could have been in Mississippi from what you're saying, right? (laughs) I'm I'm glad it's not, right? So uh, topic two is this, is God-sized visions are not free of obstacles. I understand this about, and you kind of already hit on this, about church planning. It's not easy whatsoever. Um, did you ever have a, this was a mistake or this isn't going to work thought or moment? Um, kind of, sort of, but not entirely. I, I can't say there, there was ever a time um, that I thought um, this is going to fail. And I guess I... I claim the promises, and I don't misunderstand. Uh, I'd like to sit here and say that I was bold and courageous and we was ready to take that mountain. There were times when I did think, uh, what have we done? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we left this secure job, a salary, and, and all those things, and friends, and we've come here. Um, but we believe that God had sent us here. There were plenty of times that we had grown discouraged and wanted to throw in the towel, but God wouldn't let us do that. Um, so yes, there were times and I felt there's times today I feel like I'm in over my head. Uh, but there were those times. Um, but it's almost like the Lord just said, no, this is not your work. It's my work and you're going to stay put and I've got a work to do here. And so we've trusted him. And, um, I tell people often that, um, God's done a great work here in spite of me. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, and this is a question that I've had and that I wanted to ask you, but what was the big, biggest obstacle that you and Pam faced in the first kind of like five years of grace or kind of the, the launch of grace What in your mind? Um, I don't know that there was one ginormous obstacle. Um, there were a lot of little things, um, getting the meeting place secured. And uh, that was a big deal when we got Clark Middle School. I think that really helped us. Um, one of the things that was very frustrating for me in the early days is um, a lot of people did not view our church and, and I guess understandably so um, as being very established in the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that, that I just cringed every time I heard it on the inside, I didn't on the outside, I don't think, but when people say, Oh yeah, we'll come and see you when you get, get your church. Well, God was giving us a church and God <laughs> was building a church. And of course you probably are aware of this, but for the first three centuries, there was no church buildings. It was just God's people. Uh, But nonetheless, um, securing a meeting place, uh, getting more established in the community, um, and one of the big things that kind of helped us with that, when when this land was purchased, one of the first things that we did, we put a sign out front, Future Home of Grace Baptist Church, which that gave gave us a little stability, I think, in the minds of our community, and they knew that we weren't a... um, uh, a fly by night. Um, also, of course, in the early days of a church, you know, and I think when we bought the property, we were probably running, I'm going to say around 75 yeah. or something like that. And of course, that was huge for our church. Now, to know what we were able to purchase this land for is absolutely incredible, and we thank yeah. the Lord for that. But God had this property waiting on us. And when we were ready for it, I don't know that any banks were ready for us, mm-hmm. but we had a um, a senior gentleman, brother in Christ, that God had sent our way, that is now with the Lord, Don Pack. He and his wife gave us our first loan. We did it right. We went through an attorney and amortized everything, our payment plan and all that. But uh, Brother Don gave us our first loan that we could buy this piece of property and secure this property 
and um, uh, that obstacle of being able to secure that kind of financing and help was was pretty incredible. So um, I don't know that there's been like a major boulder that had to be removed, but there were lots of little hurdles, I would say, yeah. that one right after another that God continued to help us uh, to get over. Yeah, that's huge. Is that um, that gentleman who gave you that loan, is he still alive today? No, um, Brother Don went home to be with the Lord, shoot, probably at least 15, maybe 20 years ago, and his wife, Hazel, just recently went home to be with the Lord within the last six months. She had wow. moved to western Kentucky uh, so her boys could take care of her, and Hazel was right at, I believe, 100 years old. Wow. So, um, it's crazy to think, you know, um, his, his investment, you know, and, and to see where it is now. Um, so through the challenges and obstacles, what were, or what was the biggest blessing moments or those moments that God showed up and maybe w- what felt like the nick of time or, or, um, I know we talked kind of off, off mic about, you know, have you ever missed a payment or anything? You said no, but well, could you say that there was a kind of one of those biggest, like what sticks out? I know there's probably several. Once again, I don't think there's like a, and I don't have a, a huge, you know, uh, uh, miraculous event that God did and came through just in the nick of time. But there were just plenty of, of, of times when we were struggling and we were praying and we were seeking God's face and just handfuls on purpose that the, that the Lord would come through and, and do something for us, whether it be the property, whether it be a facility. Um, there's, there's several other things. I mean, when we first built, if I told you how much we built our building for, how much it cost us per square foot, nobody would believe me, so I'm not even going to share that. Yeah. But a lot of it was done with blood, sweat, and tears. A lot of the labor took place from people that the Lord had brought our way. There was an electrician out of Ohio that somebody that I knew, knew him, that absolutely volunteered all of his time, would drive down and help. We would give him all the, all the uh, side help that he needed and would help us with the initial, with the, the electrical part of the first phase of the first wow. building. Uh, so there were just lots of different things. Um, and there were times when we financially, we we kind of came to a standstill. We knew that we're just going to have to trust God for this, and somebody or someone would come through. Um, at our char- charter service, which really gave our building, first thing we started was a building fund as soon as we could. But at, uh, at our charter service in the fall of 92, uh, we had some guests from the church in Alabama that uh, uh, I think they gave us $5,000 to get our building fund started, which is a whole lot more back then than it is today. But it yeah. was very substantial oh, yeah. for a small church. Uh, Oak Hill Baptist Church, when we bought the property, uh, I know they gave us $10,000 on one occasion. I believe they did it on another occasion. Wow. The Texas Baptist Bible Fellowship was generous to us on on a one-time offering that kind of helped us when we were ready to get started building. So just kind of one one thing right after another that when you look back, you can see how that God was providing and God was working, yeah. and uh, we're very thankful for it. Yeah, absolutely. And we know that um, that the church is not the building, but we also understand that uh, the building does help uh, gather the people and it does uh, help us minister to the community better, and it is a resource and we also understand that we haven't had this nice of a uh, facility and this big of a facility recently. Um, uh, I think we looked through pictures yesterday. It was 2015, right, when you broke ground or somewhere around there. When I arrived, it was February 2018. Uh, I left a snowstorm in Boston, drove through a snowstorm in Boston, <laughs> got here, and there was snow here too. <laughs> so 
Uh, but the building expansion was done, and we were just uh, finishing up the auditorium. I was pulling up tile in your uh, old ba- old office bathroom up above what's now the, uh, the sound booth in the sanctuary. Uh, so tell me about the building before the expansion and kind of kind of walk me through some of that. Um, the, we were just completely confined, and um, it was very difficult for us to grow. Um, I know there's a church growth rule that once you're 80% full, uh, we were 80% and probably then some a little bit. Um, we had very little gathering space, very little life group space. If we had any kind of event, we'd have to tear the auditorium down and we'd have to build it in there. And uh, which we can do that. And we did that for, for many years. Yeah. We were just very limited as far as what we could do. And so uh, we began to pray and prepare and plan like we're starting again. Uh, but we began to pray and prepare and plan, and in God's timing, uh, we were ready to kind of uh, launch out and to um, uh, give ourselves a little bit more room. Um, and phase one, of course, we addressed gathering space, life group space, fellowship space, and we added a little bit of space to our auditorium, not near enough, but that's all we could do in this facility. And uh, phase two is coming soon. We'll talk about that, I think, next time. Um, but anyway, there, there was just, we were just really confined and limited because of our facilities and, um, but, um, and we're thankful and, and I know once the facility was completed, uh, a lot of people in the community were, were very, um, complimentary and, you know, your building looks nice and everything. And, and it really was genuine when I would express, I would say thank you, of course, but I just reminded them that our facility, it's just a tool. Yeah. It's just a tool to do what God's called us to do, and that is to go and make disciples yep. and to be faithful to do that here locally and doing it globally all at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then kind of, too, about the building expansion, what what was added on? Because what was it was just the building that we're sitting in right now, right, the sanctuary? That was all that was here. We had a for- simple 60 by 120, and we had added on to it twice. <laughs> So it was just going to get longer just because of the structural design of the building. Uh, but it has a full walkout basement underneath it that was used mostly for children. Well, any kind of life group. And we had a couple. That an was office the only space. kitchen too, yeah, right? It was a very small kitchen. And uh, so um, it's just the 60 by 120. So we've built all the way. We've tied into it and built all the way around it with a family life center, fellowship area, student center, uh, cafe space, um, new nursery, um, three banks of restrooms. And so all of that we needed like immediately. Yeah. And, uh, but, uh, once again, we find ourselves, um, in immediate need for additional life group, children's space, as well as, um, auditorium. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then, uh, another thing that I was going to, uh, talk about too, is just the, the need for, um, more space, not only, around us but also uh just different different avenues of events and stuff and that kind of leads us to kind of the next and the last topic that we'll talk about um on today's episode it's it's exciting to realize that we do need bigger space uh uh two services we're running right now and we can't fit properly for one unified service we talked about how our people do like one unified service but just the way that our auditorium's set up and and the size of it i mean we you physically can only fit so many chairs in there and then you also have to talk about fire code and stuff of that nature too uh 
and we also have to use a lot of resources if we want to do uh, any bigger events that you think of the wild game event or any other you know events where we have a lot of people on campus uh, our parking lot can handle it now and and, and our our uh, support facilities uh, can handle majority of it but uh, we don't have that space um, uh, which this kind of leads us into our next episode which we're going to discuss uh, our new project we are launching 2025 and beyond um, which will also lead us into why 2022 is so special for grace um, so just give us a little bit of tease on 2025 and beyond just a little bit all right well uh, you can learn uh, much more about that of course in our next podcast as well as i think a week from sunday we'll be rolling more information out the first sunday of february which i believe is february the 6th but vision 2025 and beyond is a time period of prayer planning and preparation and um, if God wants to do it sooner, then praise the Lord, hallelujah, we will, we will trust him. We are praying and believing God for a miracle, and uh, so we're going to ask God for that. But at the same time, we're just going to stay steady and faithful in doing what God has called us to do while we're going to be praying and preparing and planning to make room for others in grace. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we're going to be coming to you next week with... Uh, with episode two, part two of this uh, Grace origin story. Um, but before we go, uh, you said 2025 and beyond Sunday is February 6th, right? Correct. Which is also Super Bowl Sunday. Correct. So, and this is kind of putting you on the spot. What is, what is your Super Bowl predictions I, ending the podcast? I am an in-the-closet Bengals fan. <laughs> I, you have to root. I mean, now that the, for me, now that the Bucks are out, I have to root for the Bengals. The Bucks. I mean, yeah, Tom Brady. Oh, the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking yeah. the Buckeyes. No, and no, so, I, <laughs> no, no. But, so, so you're rooting for the Bengals. Uh, so, yes. I was who raised, do you think's going to win? The Bengals, of course. Bengals, uh, yeah. I was raised in, in northern Kentucky, so right across the river from yeah. Cincinnati. And I'm a Reds fan and a Bengals fan. And, and uh, so, yeah, my, that's where I would uh, hope that the Bengals would win. Yeah. Pull off the miraculous. Absolutely. Especially for their <laughs> kicker. I don't know if you saw that. And then his post-game interview, God is good. Yeah, I saw that. I'm sure. Yeah, awesome. That's awesome. Well, thank you for joining us. And remember, never stop growing in the grace and knowledge of Christ. Uh, we will see you next week for part two uh, of the origin story of grace, where it started, where it headed. Thank you for joining us.